From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Can a diet low in carbohydrates help you lose weight? Today I'm going to talk with a registered dietitian nutritionist about the low-carb diet trend. With me in this HealthLink on Air studio is Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist at Upstate. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. So there was a study recently published in the journal BMJ that showed overweight adults who cut carbohydrates from their diet and replaced them with fats were able to sharply increase their metabolism and burn more calories a day. Is that something that would work for everyone who cut carbs? Well, I think that is the question of the year. Um, What works? Is it carbs? Is it fats? Is it calories? And I think that's where people are struggling, and that's why there's so many new diets or fad diets that are out there because they're trying to find out what's going to work for me. Um, I think it's a question that's still to be answered. There's so many, you could look at one study and it's going to say low fats versus low carb really doesn't make a difference. Um, It's more about the quantity and quality of the food that you're selecting. Then you could look at another study and it says one other thing. This one particularly um, was actually talking about um, helping showing that people can burn a little bit more for weight maintenance. So the people have already lost the weight and that they saw a difference in carbs. So I think as we do more research and there's more scientific studies about it, long-term studies, I think that's the issue. Is it carbs? Is it fat? Is it calories? I think it's a question that we still have to look well, at and has switch. to be answered. But increasing metabolism help does help the body because burn. you're helping. Yep, you're burning so more if you calories. Can figure less. out a way to right. do that than mm-hmm. that. Now, are they still um, considering that all calories are equal, or is that up for debate? Well, I, I think we still consider it because, again, I think when you look at those things, if you if you cut down carbs, you've obviously cut calories in some form. If you've cut out fats, you must have cut calories in terms of it. Um, but I do think it's a question that they're looking at is, is it calories or is it where your food sources are coming from? So, again, I think that's another new question that um, scientists are going to look into, and we're going to have more and more studies and more and more research about it. So there was another remarkable study um, earlier this year that compared low-fat and low-carb diet for weight loss. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little about Um, that? Yes. um, It was done through Stanford, and it's actually the kind of cool name is a diet fit study. And so they had all these hypotheses thinking, okay, we're going to see if it's a low-carb or a low-fat diet. Their hypothesis basically went out the window, and they said, wow, it didn't really matter in terms of it, which the um, gardener who did part of the study was like, this is amazing. This is so interesting. And he said he got three key takeaways was in terms of we should look at decreasing our processed foods, okay, decreasing added sugars, and his key was make vegetables more interesting so we increase our vegetable intake. Mm. So it kind of goes back to, I know we've talked a lot about in terms of we're looking at more plant-based, we're looking at more going to the market, whole foods. And um, in the study, they really, really concentrated, and I thought it was a key thing, they concentrated on the quality of the food. They talked to people about going to the farmer's market, um, going towards whole grains, staying away from those processed foods, looking at what they drank and what they ate. And it's something that I know we've, we continue to talk about in people. What are you doing and what do you need to change? But I thought those key things where, you know, we talk about added sugars all the time. We talk about in terms of heart health. We talk about um, in so many different ways. We talk about decreasing processed foods because what happens with that? We get added carbs. We get added fats. We get added sodium. All the things that we're looking at people to say, maybe we need to decrease a little bit. So if you uh, remove processed food or decrease processed food and um, added sugar from your diet and you increase vegetable intake, that's kind of a low-carb way of eating, right? Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. But a healthier low carb. A way. healthier low carb. Because you can go low carb, but are you going towards a healthy choice or is it more of an unhealthy choice? Well, let's talk about what exactly is a carbohydrate. Okay. Carbohydrates are one of the three. There's three macronutrients that make up food. Carbohydrate, protein, and fat. Carbohydrate's one of them. Okay. An important thing, I think, because we need it as our energy source. If we don't have it, we... Carbohydrates are used up in the body, gives us our glucose source, okay? Gives us our gas for our tank. Um, are, let me ask you, are, are carbs in all food? Is no, carbs are in mainly in terms of your fruits, your vegetables, your plant-based foods, and your dairy products. Okay. Then they're added to foods, so um, carbohydrates in the form of table sugar, brown sugar, then they can be added to foods. But that's where we look at the difference in terms of is your carbohydrate coming from a fruit, a vegetable, a plant base, okay. Or is it coming from soda, candy, cookies, those kinds of things. Alrighty. Are there different types of carbs? There are. There are different types. There's, um, and I have a worksheet, um, uh, kind of a link for you and everyone to look at. Uh, sugars. So sugars are found naturally in fruits, vegetables, dairy products. There are also things such as your table sugar, your brown sugar. And where are those? Those are usually typically added to foods. Then there's something called sugar alcohols, um, found naturally in small amounts of um, fruits and vegetables. Those are also chemically produced, so they're added to foods to kind of call what they call the reduced calorie type things when people look at what's a sugar alcohol in this sugar-free food. Um, so again, people need to be aware of that's a carbohydrate. And then starches. Starches are found in your whole grains, your vegetables, your dried peas and beans. They can also be added to foods to stabilize food. And then fiber. Um, fiber coming from your plant base, your fruits, your vegetables, your skins, your seeds, your nuts, those kinds of things. Very good fiber, which is very important because fiber, we know, can help make pe people feel full and satisfied. So those are some of the quick, easy breakdown in terms of what are carbs. I think everyone has gotten the idea that carbs are bad, but I think carbs are good. Carbs are healthy. We need carbs. So they do things for our body that mm -hmm. are positive. They give us that energy source that we need in terms of it. Definitely. It, energy source and, and the fiber to make us feel and full. The fibers and the fibers to make us feel full, help with heart health, help with any um, digestion issues, constipation, or those kinds of bowel regularity things that people need. Just for good, good health. Okay. Well, um, how does a person go about monitoring the amount of carbs that are in their diet? Well, my thing is always I, I relate to people, take a food diary, look at things, write down what you eat. You know, what are you drinking? What are you eating? Where are you getting your food sources from? Um, is it a processed food? Look at it for a week. Look at it for a weekend. And then actually look at, do you think you're higher in carbs or do you think you're lower in carbs? Do you think you're higher in fat? Again, I think it's looking at it from your own perspective. What are you doing in terms of it? It's not just because someone next, next to you at the office or something is on a ketogenic diet. It's like... Everyone eats differently, and I think we all need to look at what are we doing. And then where do you need to make changes? If you think you're higher in added sugars through soda or, you know, fruit-based juices or beverages, maybe that's where you need to start making the changes. So how do you know how many carbs you should have per day? Well, the typical dietary guidelines give you a percentage. They say anywhere from like 45 to 55, 60%, okay, of your caloric intake. So you can go to the dietary guidelines because those will give you guidelines in terms of it. Um, generally, those are things like in terms of, um, you know, 45 to 50%. I think years ago, we probably were on the higher level. Anything in terms of a high level now is considered 60 to 65% over, which probably is a little too high, I think, in terms of it. I recommend in that moderate range, it could be in that 40 to 50, 55%. Um, I think those are good things. So again, 
people don't have to do it like we do and take a percentage of calories and break it all down. You can use the dietary guidelines. They'll show you. They'll give you a calorie level. The, my plate will take that all that information and gear it towards you in terms of what your calorie needs are too. And then the remaining percent is for your protein Your and protein fats? and your fat. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you yep. do need those as, as right. well. Right. Um, I kind of did something to, to show you in terms of like if you were looking at a moderate intake and say you were doing 1,500 calories. So about 45%, if, if you came in terms of that moderate level, that would be a rough estimate about 112 grams of carb. If you go towards the very low, we're talking 30. 30 grams of carb, you could have maybe one and a half cups of vegetables and a slice of bread or one small piece of fruit in a day. In a day. In a day. Mm-hmm. So when people talk low carb and that very low carb range is in that 20 to 50 grams per day, it is very restrictive, I feel. I could not exist on one slice of bread or one small piece of fruit. And I think that's where we've talked about portions. Do people really know what one small piece of fruit looks like? One small piece of fruit could be, nope, it could be your medium piece of fruit. And you could be at that 30 grams of carb. And that's all and that's you all have you get a day. For day. Wow. And then what are, you, what are you replacing it with? Proteins, fats, and are they good fats? Are they healthy fats? Are they lean meats? Are you eating a lot of cheese, which could give you a lot of fat content? So that's where I think that people have to be careful. You know, what's that level? Just because someone is doing 30 grams, is it sustainable? Can they do it? How long can they do it? And is it realistic for them? I Personally, that kind of thing, yeah, I'd love it. People ate more vegetables, and I think that's great. If you ate two cups of vegetables, okay, yeah, you're getting 30, maybe 40 grams of carb. That's, that's awesome. But what are you missing out on? Well, fruit. We're missing out on you know, vitamin C. We're missing out on potassium. And you're also, at that point, you're really restricting your fiber intake if you're not getting those whole grains that we talk about all the time. This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with registered dietitian nutritionist Maureen Franklin about low-carb diets or low-carb eating. So is it safe, is it healthy and safe to eat low-carb? Again, that point would be how low are you going to go? Like the limbo, how low are you going to go? If you're going to go to that 30 grams per day, I do not think that's a healthy choice in terms of it. If you're going to look at a moderate and you're saying, I've been eating too many processed foods, chips, crackers, or you know those kinds of things, or I've been drinking too much sweetened drinks or cappuccinos, and then I'm going to moderate and bring that down. I think that's an important thing to look at. How can I make that healthy? I don't think the low, personally, the low-carb ones are a healthy approach because to me, you are eliminating so many good nutrient-dense foods. You know, you're restricting those. You're restricting fruits, vegetables, whole grains that give us great nutrients, give us that fiber. So you said nutrient-dense. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? So if you're looking at it in terms of are you looking at a slice of whole grain bread that has good fiber, vitamin Bs, those kinds of things, versus maybe, you know, people talk about a slice of white bread. It has to, everything has to be brought back into that bread. It has to be enriched and fortified, those kinds of things. So you're missing out on those kinds of things. Are you, eat, are you having a cookie versus a fresh apple? Um, are you eating maybe um, peas and corn instead of more broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, those kinds of things? Um, look at what your choice is. And so you're getting out of that food, your best choice is you're getting good nutrition, you're getting potassium, you're getting vitamin C, you're getting fiber. Rather than processing, when you think about it, what is processing doing? It's taking a lot of it out and then 
they add it back in by fortifying or enriching it. Why not go towards the regular whole food? That are already... Now, is there anything that we um, would miss out on if we didn't have... If we didn't eat processed foods with added sugars... um, would we miss out on anything nutritionally? Not if we're replacing with those good whole okay. grains and we're replacing with those nutrient-dense foods. And if, if we're getting our, our sources of carbohydrates from a, an apple, you know, rather than a thing of soda, um, no, I don't think you're missing out. Again, it's about your choices. Yes, you could be missing out if your selections aren't good. Um, you know, it's the same thing when we talked about are you switching from the carb and you're going towards high-fat animal products. You, you still need to look at and be aware of it. And that's where I think... Through the, the guidelines, they're talking about choose a variety of foods. So we can look at the more we get, the more we're getting different choices of the different foods. Well, let me ask you, people that might want to follow, and there's the keto diet, the paleo diet, there's a bunch of the lower carb Atkins and things like that. Mm-hmm. What would they experience if they started following the diet and they took added sugar out and pastas and cereals and white breads? What, what would their body, would they start craving Sugar? Um, actually, um, there's a thing that they kind of label it. They call it the keto flu. Some some articles will call it the keto flu in the first couple weeks. Um, you can experience things such as nausea, weakness, dehydration, headaches, okay, because of all the changes that your body's going through. Um, so those are more of the key things. I haven't read, really seen anything in terms of, you know, are you craving less sugar or more sugar, those kinds of things. It's more your body adjusting to that in terms of it. Um, people will probably, because you're going towards more the tendency, I should say, is to go towards more high-fat things. So people tend to think, oh, I'm not hungry, I'm full, I'm satisfied. Because if you're switching to that keto or other those lower carbs, you're steering away from carbs, but you're putting more of those fats in. And fats tend to make you feel more full and satisfied. Um, Same with the protein, makes you feel more full and satisfied. So you might experience those kinds of things. And are you going to experience weight loss? More than likely, people are going to experience weight loss because it's probably been a change. It's probably a decrease in the calories. Um, I think after a while, you can only eat so much cheese and bacon and, you know, fatty foods. So maybe it's a decrease in calories. And I think that's one thing we need to look at in the studies, too. What's happening? You know, is it a keto because it's working because of calories or I'm just not eating as much? Does it uh, make you, uh, would you end up eating at home more, or is it difficult to eat out on a low-carb? Um, actually, I've seen some restaurants, I've seen one in here in particular that advertises, oh, we, we have keto appetizers and we have keto things. So I don't think in terms of protein, those kinds of things, I think people would find it very, very easy because it, I think in terms of eating out, there's such a prevalence of we can get you know protein foods. Um, I do think you can also switch because now people are getting more power bowls and more more grains and sure. quinoa and those kinds of things. So I think those things, if you have to talk about fast food, they're out there. You just have to look for them. It's with anything. You have to make those choices. Get used to it. Well, thank you so much. This has been very informative. My guest has been registered dietitian nutritionist Maureen Franklin. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.